This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. This week, A.D. Hopper catches up with Jamie McAllister. So, I am absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today none other than the wee Scotsman, Mr Jamie McAllister. How's it going, Jamie? Very well, Eddie. How you doing? Well, you know, I'm self-isolating and getting fed up with it like most of us but um yeah i'm not too bad not too bad i mean i've got a, i'm lucky i'm not unlike some people i've got a radio station i can play with and you know so uh and that's where because it's quite lucky in a way because although um it is a bit of a bind this self-isolating but people like you it's brilliant because i can get hold of you now because you're all stuck at home with nothing else better to do <laughs> i don't know about that buddy i'm busier than ever are you uh, how you get? I mean, from a point of view of Bristol City and that at the moment, I mean, how, how are you getting on with it? Is, you know, training and training programs and all that sort of stuff. I mean, are you having to do that as well somehow? Yeah, well, all the players have got training programs, um, making sure they're keeping fit, um, keeping them active, and also they're given little challenges and little tasks to do. Yeah, um, like tactical things um, to mm. go through the previous games, what they can do better, what they want to work on. Um, and how they're getting on at home with family and friends and stuff so we're doing different Zoom calls and um, different conferences with them probably every two or three days Yeah, just to keep track of them see how they're doing see how they're getting on um, but it's been it's, it's been difficult uh, obviously we want to get back and finish the season that's the big thing because um, where we are in the league and, and what's at stake yeah quite and the, the prize at the end is something we've been working hard for for the last three or four years so mm. Desperate to get back and miss football. Everyone loves football and um, oh, desperate too, to get back to it. Too right. I mean, no, no sports actually. I mean, you know, we've set up this radio station as as a community sports radio station, which obviously we've got loads of music because you can't expect to fill out twenty four hours. But suddenly, all the sports virtually gone, apart from interviews like this. And you know, yeah. we, we we used to do match commentary at Yeovil and stuff like that. Well, we can't now because there's no bloody commentary to do. <laughs> so that's not been too special, really. But um, I suppose yeah. I should be thankful I've got sort of loads of contacts, which I have, and that they've all been very kind, like you, and come on the radio and had a chat sort of thing so that's that's the main thing no problem it but, gets me away from um, 
being the PE teacher, being the maths teacher, being the English teacher to the kids <laughs> for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I expect you're quite good at the PE one. I'm not so sure about the rest, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Leave that to the wife. She's good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. But no, I think I think it's um, obviously a difficult time for most people, but I think we've got to embrace it and just make the most of it and enjoy mm. our time with the family and just to really digest what's important in life yeah. um, and what matters. Um, so... I think that's that's crucial. Everyone, that's right. And all then, friends and family get to speak to each other more and communicate more. Yeah, and no yeah. one's rushing about. Everyone is used to work, rushing about and working hard and looking at the clock all the time. Now the days are just rolling into one, and it's mm. just um, you're just enjoying each other's company and enjoy catching up with people. You never know quite which day of the week it is. You have to think. So, well, what is it today? Oh, it's, oh, it's Wednesday today. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> true. You know. But um, well, let's talk about your career a little bit. Um, James, or should I call you Mac? I'll call you Macca because I always called you Macca at work. So, yeah. um, born nineteen seventy. I've been called worse. Yeah, quite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> won't go anywhere with that one. Um, born in nineteen seventy-eight in Glasgow, um, a place I've never been to, I must admit. Um, and it says here you started your youth career roughly with a, a team called Bells Hill BC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was actually. Um, schoolboy form at Motherwell so when I was at school yeah, I was with Mother- Motherwell Boys Club and I signed S form which was schoolboy form back then with Motherwell and it was Bobby Jenks um, who was working for Motherwell at the time that signed me came to my home and signed me mm-hmm. and then I went on to play with Bells Hill Boys Club and then went to Queen of the South after that is Motherwell is that close to Glasgow because I'm not familiar quite with distances in terms of places in I mean I know Aberdeen's far up north but apart from that I don't know much really yeah well I, I'm, I was born in Glasgow from East Kilbride um, and Motherwell was like five miles from East Kilbride yeah only six seven miles from Glasgow so. oh so it's not far then yeah, yeah. not far Right. So then you say you went on to Queen of the South, which is, I suppose, if you like, the, the, the real start of your footballing career then, really, in 1996? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, when I went to Bellsdale Boys Club, it was a, a big shock for me, really, because I was leaving school to go full-time in Motherwell, to, to go and be an apprentice at Motherwell. But yeah. um, Alex McLeish came in as manager of the first team, and there was, I think there was nine of us on schoolboy forms ready to go full-time. And they released eight of us and only kept on Lee McCulloch as full time so that was that was heartbreaking really because I was looking forward to leaving school and going to be a full time apprentice at football mm-hmm. um, and got released so that was tough um, and then got my opportunity to go and play with Bells Hill and I went and worked in a sports shop Grief Sports in Glasgow for six months Yeah, and um, when I, I played when I went to Queen of the South because we were only part time at the time um, so that was that was challenging but didn't give up and kept going I wanted to prove Look at, wrong that I could make now for the first of Jamie's musical choices and it is Ain't No Mountain High Enough Listen baby Ain't no mountain high Ain't no valley low Ain't no river wide enough baby If you need me call me No matter where you
the sound of Marvin Gaye and Kim Weston, Ain't No Mountain Higher. So uh, I'm going by Wikipedia, and, and as I say on every interview I do, Wikipedia is renowned for it being not very accurate. So I imagine the figures I'm going to quote to you are probably going to be short in some respects. But uh, yeah. according to this, in three years you made 42 appearances for them. Does that sound right? League appearances, yeah. League, yeah. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think it's about right, yeah. Yeah, oh, it makes a change then for them. But you didn't <laughs> score any goals. Have you always played in defence? Uh, well, I started off as a centre midfielder. Yeah. Um, went at my boys' club at Cross, Cross House Rovers. Um, and then went to left wing, because I, I used to be really quick yeah. and skillful. <laughs> used to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I get pushed back to left back when I went for trials at uh, Lancashire Council. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Lanarkshire, Lanarkshire Select. Um, so the best boys in Lanarkshire went for trials, and it was the coach then David Livingston pushed me back to left back, and I wasn't too pleased because I enjoyed like getting assists and getting goals. Yeah, um, from left wing, but end up on a trial for uh, that day, got selected, and then after that I went on to be a left back the majority of my career. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like you scored many goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did when I was younger. All oh, right, okay. I scored a lot of goals when I was younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was only winding you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, Queen of the South. I mean, moved on then to to Aberdeen, which I suppose how far is Aberdeen from Glasgow? Then that, it must be quite a way, is it? Yeah, it's good two hours, um, about one hundred and forty miles, I think. Oh, it is. Fair way up um, then. So a lot. My cold. three years, my three years at Queen of the South were, were special. Um, really? Yeah, the chairman there, Norman Blunt, he was fantastic, and he. We were part time the first year, and then he made us full time. I mean, that was with a great group of lads, and we're all on skill seeker. I think it was called then. Apprentices, yeah. the Queen of the South, and then League Two. Um, but three great years at a great club in uh, Dumfries, which was obviously down south in, in Scotland. Yeah. And then, as you say, I got the move to Aberdeen, which is the opposite end of Scotland up north. What were the highlights uh, of Queen of the South? Did you did you win anything there? Uh, we got to the Challenge Cup final. Mm. Um, and that was my first appearance in a major final, really. Um, and they lost one 0 to Falkirk at, I think it was played at Fur Park back in ninety eight, ninety nine, I think. What's the Challenge Cup? Is that is that their their FA Cup or is that the League Cup? Uh, it's a League Cup, yeah. League Cup, right? I got you. I think it was, yeah. Bloody phone! You get these stupid um, music comes blasting out when they've just sent you a text <laughs> message, you know, whatever. Um, uh, Scott, Scottish Challenge Cup in yeah. 1997 it was yeah so then uh, why did you leave I mean did Aberdeen come in for you or did you get fed up with Queen of the South or what no um, I loved it Queen of the South um, but Aberdeen came in for me I think it was three games to go um, before the end of the season um, Paul Hegarty was manager at Aberdeen at the time yeah um, and they made a couple of bids um, I didn't have an agent at the time so it was Norman Blunt the chairman had done a deal for me um, not not done the deal but um, helped me with the deal and mm. I didn't play the last two games of the season for Queen of the South um, because I was going to Aberdeen so I had to keep it quiet and that, that was difficult um, <laughs> well so, I mean Aberdeen is one of the you know heavyweights aren't they really in terms of Scottish football yeah well I had a lot of interest I'd done really well that season um, I won Young Player of the Year and stuff mm. and there was a few clubs down south interested Sheffield Wednesday Newcastle Doncaster I think and then a few of the Scottish teams were interested, but I chose Aberdeen 
um, when I went up and saw him and spoke to the manager Paul Weger at the time hmm. Did you move move up to Aberdeen or did you stay living in Glasgow or? Uh, no well I left home um, when I went to Queen of the South I stayed down there um, hmm. there was there's seven lads that were full time Norman Blunt the chairman at the time had a flat above his chemist and he put us all in there <laughs> you, can, you can imagine that was quite quiet and I yeah. good place to keep an uh, eye on you all the same though <laughs> yeah if you're all in the same flat pubs and clubs and uh, there's a snooker hall and a bookies and oh yeah all the, restaurant, all, so it was... all the requirements that you could need then I could think <laughs> <laughs> that was some good times yeah yeah so Aberdeen then I mean that was long after Fergie wasn't it he'd moved on by then for sure yeah yeah that was 1999, 2000, that was. Yeah. It? So, um, how did you get on at Aberdeen? Did you win anything there? Did you get to any finals or win the league? Or Yeah, I loved it there. Um, massive club, great city. Um, I went on, I met my wife in Aberdeen. Um, so, yeah, some fond memories up there. But um, yeah. no, the first season was interesting one. My first day when I arrived at Aberdeen, obviously Paul Hegarty signed me. Uh, he got the sack the day I, I walked in the door. Well, that sounds like a great place to stop and have another one of Jamie's records. And that is Gravity by John Mayer. Twice as good and can't sustain. 
like one half cup It's wanting more It's gonna send me to my knees oh, oh. Gravity Stay the hell away from me got sacked the first day I arrived at the club um, which was sad really because I really enjoyed um, speaking to him and he was selling the dream to me really um, yeah. <clears throat> but Ebbs Cove now a Danish coach came in who was very highly regarded um, in Denmark mm-hmm. they won a few things with Bromby um, experienced coach and he came in and changed the style went 4-3-3 um, which was rare back then uh, everyone was playing 4-4-2 at the time and the first season in charge, we finished bottom of the league, but there was no relegation. And we got to two cup finals, so we got to the League Cup final, uh, where we played Celtic and lost 2-0. And then we got to the, the Scottish Cup final, where we played Rangers and lost 4-0. Um, so it was an interesting season, that. <laughs> well, it was, especially getting bottom of the league as well. Two finals and yet bottom of the league. You'd think you'd have done better than that, really. Ah, uh, no, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, but... Yeah, um went on to qualify for Europe the next couple of years with Aberdeen and yeah. be very successful with them um, yeah it's a great club um, some good people there and, any uh, any standout games in, in Europe when you were playing for Aberdeen yeah we played Hertha Berlin away yeah. Yeah. Um, which was a big game um, no Real Madrid or Barcelona sir no not that time <laughs> Pity, <laughs> pity, really. Um, <laughs> so you were there for 117 games, according to Wikipedia. Um, you know, obviously enjoyable times there. And, and you know, after you come bottom of the league, what happened after that? Did you did you go on and you know? Yeah, so I was there for four years, four seasons. Um, I played over 150 games for the club. Um, we qualified for Europe. Uh, I think it was the following season. I think we finished fourth, um, and then the same. Se- the season after that we finished fourth and in the fourth season I think we finished top six again um, and then I got the opportunity um, I kind of turned down a contract that summer that I could have signed and I wish I'd signed it but then new manager came in um, Steve Parson I, I didn't sign a new deal ended up moving on and moved to Livingston mm. so when you a team like Aberdeen, you know, as I, they're one of the heavyweights. I mean, I presume you saw Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, um, Aberdeen. I would sort of, from my knowledge of Scottish football, would say they were the top ones. Is it yeah. difficult um, when you've always got Rangers and Celtic who, you know, generally win most of the the prizes that are going? Does it- yeah, well, at that time, Rangers and Celtic were spending a lot of money. Um, there's some top, top internationals playing. Hmm. Henrik Larson, Brian Loudrop, 
Um, Gascoigne was just there the year before. Uh, Michael Moles, George Alberts, Claudio mm. Reyna, uh, Van Bronckhurst, yeah. Alan Sutton, Paul Lambert. I mean, some top top internationals. Um, so it's hard to compete, but we were always pushing them. Um, we were always top three, top four. Um, they were spending big money back then. Um, a lot of players were coming from a lot of foreigners were coming into the game at the time because of the money that was there um, so, but it was so, unbelievable the games we played against them we had some really good games against Celtic Rangers and the rivalry w- was huge I mean to go to Parkhead and play in front of 60,000 oh, for me yeah. as a Celtic young boy as a Celtic fan was a dream mm. um, I mean the year, the year before I signed with Aberdeen I went to the Scottish Cup final with my dad to watch I think it was Rangers and Celtic game and then a year later I was actually playing in the Cup final Against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final, yeah, which was was crazy. So, so, but I mean, from a mental point of view, did did you tend to go out onto the pitch thinking you're already beaten? No, no, never, no. never. No, it was a challenge. It was um, you wanted to compete with the best and test yourself against the best. And Rangers and Celtic at the time were the, the two best in the league. But we had some good games. We beat Celtic in the cup at home. Um, we beat Rangers at Ibrox. Um, so. No, with some some mm. really good games. Oh, well, if you you know to win at Ibrox, it must have been a a, a great day, I should think, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was, well, and yeah, beating Celtic, I mean, you know, both of them are just yeah. sort of yeah. they're so huge, you know. So um, you went on then to Livingston, thirty-four mm. games there, roughly, and you actually scored a goal here. It says so that that was scored a, a couple actually. Oh right, well there you go. <laughs> Things are improving in two goals. <laughs> um, scored against you, in the cup. Scored against. Um, Motherwell in the cup and yeah. I scored in the cup final right so that was alright then that was alright mate yeah yeah no Livingston was um, yeah it was a good move for me um, and a great season I actually played I think I played we got to the final of the league cup and got to the semi-final of the Scottish cup that year we finished fourth in the league we had a great team um, David Hay was a manager Alan Preston was assistant some uh, great coaches and what we achieved that year was special we won the, the League Cup we beat Hibs in the final um, and and then the club kind of went into administration a bit and suffered a bit with, with money problems so mm. a lot of the club a lot of the, the players at the time left after that season but it was a great team and um, an unbelievable year I got into the Scotland squad that year as well So time for some more music now and it's Whitney Houston and Higher Love Bye. 
That's a great track there. The late, great Miss Whitney Houston and Higher Love. Now, you played for Scotland. That was uh, during your time with Livingston then. Um, who was that against? Uh, I made my debut against Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Um, we won 4-1. Um, so I've got 100% record, mate. It's not bad. Yeah. Either. No, it can't be bad. Can't be bad <laughs> at all. But, I mean, you know, what, what, does a, what does a player feel like when he gets his first cap for his country? And, you you know, you're obviously a proud Scotsman. I mean, that must have been a hell of a fillet to your whole confidence in the way you played and everything else, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, that's your dream as a, as a young boy. You want to be a footballer, to play in the World Cup, or represent your country. Mm. Um, and to represent your country, for me, a huge honour. Um, I know I only played one game, but I was involved in probably 12, 13 different squads. Um which was special and um, went to some unbelievable places mm. but that day when I when I played played the full game and I mean one was was unbelievable uh, all my family and friends and that were there and it was a special special day where was that Hamden or Celtic Park no or? Hamden was getting um, renovated at the time so we played at Easter Road oh yeah so it was a full house at Easter Road yeah yeah so um, anyway you moved on then to Heart of Midlothian for a couple of years it says here 47 games does that sound uh... yeah yeah so I had a really good season there and obviously with the difficulties at Livingston with the money um, mm. we'd won the League Cup I scored in the final um, and then I had more interest from other clubs down south again I could have went down south and then Hearts came in for me and Craig Levine was manager at the time um, and he just sold the club to me um, and the big plans and it was a good move I loved it mm. great club um, big club well, it's really, you know, you've you've played for two of the of the four or five heavyweights in Scottish football, which must say something about your ability. Yeah, I suppose I was lucky, mate, was I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dead jammy, yeah. <laughs> so from from Hearts, though, um, we're getting down south a bit now, Bristol City. Who, who dragged you into Bristol City? Was that um, that one Gary, was it, that signed you there? It was, yeah. So oh, it was, was, was it? The, yeah, mm. I was two years at Hearts and the January before I left, I just signed a new two-year contract. But at Hearts at the time, there was 
there's a lot of things going on at Hearts with the owner and stuff like that. And, was that the one that? Um, um, what was he? Uh, Lithuanian owner. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. didn't didn't um, John have some problems with him as well? Yeah. Well, so that January, I sent him a two-year deal, and Lee Johnson signed at Hearts as a player. Hmm. So that's where I first first met Lee, and that's where we first played together at right. Hearts. Yeah. So that last five months of that season, um, I'd still two years left, and uh, Lee had just signed a new. I just signed for the club in January so we played together for five months and the end of the season there was a lot of changes with managers, coaches and players um, I had the option to stay for two years but Gary Johnson who came up to watch Lee play against Aberdeen saw me play um, then in the summer I said I wanted to leave I had two years left Gary knew I wanted to leave but by speaking to Lee because I got on really well with Lee then mm-hmm. played together um, Lee gave him a good reference on me and then ended up managed to work out a deal to get out and um, same with Bristol City so you know first first club down south what was it like you know much of a culture sh- shot to you or not really coming down from Scotland yeah it was difficult um, to make that move because um, my wife had just we just um, were having our first baby Ruben was, was mm. born on the 10th of June uh, 2006 so my wife was heavily pregnant and at the end of the season and we had a great season that season at Hearts we'd finished second in the league split the old firm for the first time in 15 years won the Scottish Cup um, so it was a great season and I didn't really want to leave but I was told that my game time would be limited with the new people coming in so that's why I wanted to go and play games so the move down south was a tough one and one that my wife wasn't really wanting um, to do because I was expecting a first, a first baby mm. and moving away from home but we took the plunge and done it and it's the best move ever it's been the best move yeah well obviously you've been there for quite a while now um, both as a player and as a assistant manager but what are the high spots I mean Wembley final I suppose must have been one player final yeah well um, six years as a player um, the first season was special because we were in League 1 um, we got promoted finished second that year so to go up to the championship in the first year of me being here was amazing because the first year was tough really um, as I say because we moved down here with a new baby my wife was having a tough time at home with the baby and stuff missing home and, um, I was having a great time on the pitch but a difficult time off the pitch mm. um, but then after that obviously uh, wife made a lot of friends and, and kind of settled and in the second season we got to the, the playoff final which was an incredible achievement with a great group of players and um, great manager um, so that was amazing but to miss out was, was heartbreaking I was there mate I can remember it well <laughs> yeah heartbreaking Gary got some tickets for us <laughs> the, the, the ironic thing was that we were sat in the stand and you know like he knew roughly where we were yeah I saw him walking around and um, he was waving and I thought you know he's obviously waving to somebody he's not going to be waving to me but he was waving to us sort of thing (laughs) so we had to get out of our seats and go down and have a chat with him which was (laughs) but it was just unfortunate that uh, Mr Dean Windass went and sport the party didn't he yeah well it wasn't meant to be we had so many opportunities the night before in the hotel I don't know if you the story a lot of us fell ill with sickness and diarrhoea and stuff and there was Hmm. Jimmy McCoom couldn't make it Brian Wilson couldn't wake it for the game and they were too ill to play the fire alarm went off at like 4 or 5 in the morning we were all up out of bed Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, Bradley, or a few others were sick. Um, so I know it's all excuses, but nah, 
was a great goal to win a big game and yeah it was a good goal we've got to give that yeah. more music now and it's something so strong by Labby Sifri
exist We're just not good enough When we know better Just look them in the eyes and say We're gonna do it anyway 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 Because there's Something inside so strong Something inside so strong Something so strong there by Labby Sifri. According to this, 186 games for Bristol City, a, a, a quick spell on loan, four games down at Preston North End. Um, apart from that game, what other, what other highlights are, you know, can you think back to Bristol City that uh, leave a memory? Um, six great years. Um, every year was special. Really, but, um, the first year we got promoted, second year we got the playoff final. The third year we just missed out in the playoffs. Fourth year we just missed out in the playoffs. Fifth year, um, a lot of changes, uh, managers and stuff like that. Um, a lot of player changes. I think we finished twelfth or something. And then last season was was difficult. Um, I got a bad injury in my ankle. Had an operation, was out for three months. Came back, went alone, as you say, to Preston. Played four games there. Um, could have signed there at the end of the season, but came back and played because I wanted to. Um, get a new deal at Bristol City but Derek McInnes at the time wanted to make a few changes um, and let go of a few experienced players like myself David James um, cut cut back I wanted to reduce the age of the, the squad he said and reduce different things so that was fair enough mm. so last season was was difficult because of injury and stuff and because I had to leave because um, I played over 220 games with the club and I loved the club loved the city um, loved the fans and Obviously, six unbelievable years. I remember so that was tough. I remember um, we played you at Bristol City. I can't remember what the score, but I remember it isn't very often that we used to win con- conclusively, but we did on this particular occasion. Could you remember it was at Hewish Park? I remember and there was one game, I'm sure we beat you quite quite convincingly. Well, not you, but really? Bristol City. Yeah. Does it ring any bells? Um, I, I, I think I can remember, yeah, because you used to play pre-season as well, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I think I can remember, yeah, being in the way dressed and losing. Because yeah. it was a lot of rivalry, you know. I mean, it was almost a local derby. I suppose if you're going to get yeah. the local derby, so it's that sort of that sort of help really. But um, oh, we're doing for time, a minute. Twenty-five. All right, for a minute. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Presumably, then it was the Gary Johnson attraction that, that brought you to Yeovil. Then, 
Yeah, so I had, again, opportunities to go elsewhere. I could have went north, I could have back to Scotland to play. But after the six years at City, um, really settled here in Bristol. Um, as I say, I love the city. Um, my wife's really settled now. The rest of the three, three girls have been born here. So it's home for us now. Um, so I wanted to kind of be local. Mm. I didn't want to go up north and play up north. Um, so we decided to stay and this was going to be our home. Um, so to go and play with Gary again, play under Gary, um, was too good to turn down really, at Yeovil. And, you know, I can remember you rolling in at Yeovil the first first day you were there. Because um, for some reason you wouldn't put a shirt on for me to take the photographs off. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't know quite why, but we we couldn't find a shirt, or uh, you wouldn't put it on, something like that. But anyway, but like because yeah. I remember all I had all these photographs on the website. Everybody had a shirt except you. <laughs> so, no, I don't know why that was. Yeah, no, no sure. I, don't, I think you were just being bloody awkward, really. But yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I suppose again, you know, when it comes to uh, memorable games, then you know, I suppose there's probably two really: the the Sheffield United game. And of course, yeah. then the Brentford game when you, uh, you uh, did you, uh, yeah, you did. I can see from it there, it's definitely broken, wasn't it? Yeah. My nose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah broken nose. <laughs> yeah. After the first minute. Yeah. What a way to start. Yeah, no, what a way to start. Yeah, was, yeah it was. But no, it was a great year. Um, we had a great squad and great team morale and um, togetherness and a great group of players and a great staff. Behind us with Darren, Skibbo and Gaffer and Gary, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it was a special season and as you say the Sheffield United game at home was incredible um, after the game seeing the fans running on the pitch and it kind of reminded me of the Crystal Palace game at Bristol City um, oh yeah was that the one with the disallowed gold or the dodgy gold or something no no that was the league game this, this was the, the playoff the semi-final second leg yeah yeah so unbelievable scenes um, and then to go on to the final and after the first minute as you say got a challenge with Clayton Donaldson I think it was and uh you might see catch me on the nose and break my nose after 60 seconds or something. Time for the next one of Macca's musical memories, and this one is by John Newman, and it's called Stand By Me. You've seen every sky that'll show my skin And you taste every word that hasn't passed my lips You know my every smile and what they all mean Happy, sad, and broken, all in between I know you've seen all my imperfections You've seen all my rough You've seen that I ain't that perfect Still you give me love You stand by To left feet But you're not ashamed To dance with me mm-hmm. When you made me lose my breath You're the air that I need You stand by me 
me there from john newman so i mean it must have hurt did you find it difficult to or were, I, I presume knowing you and being a scotsman there's no way you're going to come off for that <laughs> yeah no you can keep playing with that can you it's just a little yeah. a little knock the big thing before the game was the two months previous like i had really bad ankle um bad ankle problems and myself and dan bunn basically got strapped up to play in the game and play the last six games leading up to that um, mm. so we weren't training much and I was getting injections before most, most games for my ankle and stuff and Big Dam's on loan as I can remember from Fulham and he basically played the game with a cast on his ankle Like so um, both of us were kind of strapped up and put out to play um, so we're going to get through the game no matter what it's too big of an occasion too, yeah. too big a game to miss um, so no it was incredible I mean, the first half was—I mean, the first half was, was was amazing. We outplayed them, and Paddy's goal, one of the best goals I've seen at, at Wembley. Mm, sorry, yeah. and, um, and then Big Dan Burns header at the back post that we uh-huh. worked on in training and caused Brentford was zonal. So that no, that was nice. I know Hates is still trying to claim that goal. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I've looked at it several times now, and it, it, it is diffi- yeah. difficult to kind of—it's uh, difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It definitely, but but it's funny you were saying about when you went to play Hull, um, you had sickness and one thing or another at the camp at, at Wembley. Well, yeah. we had we had it then when we went for the Brentford game, if you remember, because I know Gavin yeah, Williams the, was bad, wasn't he, for a start? Yeah, I was. Right, yeah. I was throwing up for Britain. I don't know what it what it was, but I think it was a couple of other players as well were. Yeah, I think, so, yeah, that's right. I remember that as well. Maybe that's yeah. a, maybe that's the policy at this hotel in <laughs> near Wembley. <laughs> food <laughs> yeah, poisoned yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> but I know. I remember. I woke up this morning. I felt like absolute death, and I had to really force myself to to get up and go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, as the day went on, obviously the adrenaline and everything else took over, and uh, it was great. I mean, I, the end bit—that was the bit with. Um, Oh, what was his name? The referee. Oh, it's gone from me now. I should know it because he put six minutes of time on, didn't he? And yeah. we, we, you know, like where you go, come out from the. There's like two doors. You come out the tunnel. To, well, if you could call it a tunnel, uh, onto the pitch. Well, yeah. we were behind those doors, and they would not let us. We come down. Me and Jimmy, we'd come down from the. Uh, by the way, he said, "Pass his regards on." Um, yeah, um, we came through the door. They wouldn't let us go through. And we're not six minutes. Wow! Okay. And Andy Durso, that's who it was, wasn't it? The oh yeah, it was. Yeah. And I thought, How did, where the hell did you find six bloody minutes? <laughs> and they wouldn't let us go through those doors, no matter what. There's no way you're going through. And we were getting a bit funny about it, and Jimmy was yeah. especially. But now they wouldn't have it. And of course, then when they did, everybody was you know going spare, as you can imagine, because we'd won. And yeah. I was taking photographs of this that, and the other, and I had about three uh, security blokes chasing after me all the time, trying to stop me <laughs> taking photographs. And I was saying, Look, "Come on, you know, you've got to understand this. This probably would never happen to us again as a football club. I've got to yeah. record. It's my job. I've got to record it. I've got to take the photographs of the celebration." But they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it. They got <laughs> real funny about it. But you know, but no, it was a special day, wasn't it? Special day. Oh, unbelievable! Day. Yeah, incredible to see the amount of fans that turned up and. Mm. I mean, like you say, the last six minutes, I came off the last ten minutes with my ankle because um, I landed on it just before. Yeah. I think it was the last ten minutes I came off. So 
sitting on the bench waiting for the game to finish that last six minutes took forever and mm. Brentford were they had us under the course then yeah they did a lot of chances a lot of opportunities and Malik made some great saves and the boys made some great blocks yeah yeah um, no, but that's when right. that final whistle went that feeling <laughs> and just to see the fans and yeah uh, especially after like losing at Wembley and the championship playoff final to win there yeah were you over, and being captain as well that was such an honour um, to go up those stairs and lift it and yeah just to I never forget that. Um, seeing my wife and my kids um, and all the fans, just amazing. amazing. Would you say that was the high spot of your whole career, or is that stepping um, too far? It's up there. Um, I think representing Scotland mm. is up there. Um, it's probably number one, really. Um, um, yeah, playing cup finals. I mean, pretty much. I was really lucky, really fortunate. Every club I've been at, apart from Exeter, I played in the cup final with. Um, mm. So that's not a bad, not a bad achievement. Um, no, that's right, that's right. Won a couple, lost, lost a few more, but um, not just a, that was a special feeling, yeah. To win it, mm. being club captain, um, to get to the championship with Yeovil, it never been done before. Um, with a group of players and a group of staff we had, it was, it was special. It was special. Absolutely. And on to Macca's final choice, which is "You're So Beautiful to Me" by Mr. Joe Cocker. Oh, oh, oh. 
All the way from Sheffield there, Joe Cocker, and you're so beautiful to me. So, I, I can't quite remember, but did, was it that Yeovil didn't renew your contract at that point then when you did leave? Yes. <laughs> that was good of him, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually, no, no, we, I played in the Championship after that, so I played 40-odd games the following season in the Championship. Right. And then... Um, at the end of that season, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I suppose playing in the championship was it? Was it again? Was it you know, uh, at your age? Not that I'm suggesting you were old, but I mean, in, in football, in terms to get another bite at playing in the championship again was was a you know a real plus, I should think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I'd left Bristol City and they were in the championship. Um, <coughs> came back to your, they were in League One, and actually, we got promoted the year Bristol City went down. So yeah. as we went up to the championship, Bristol they, City came they down. Came down, yeah that same year um, so shows you what happens mate when you know what I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funny old game as Jimmy Greaves in, in St John used to say it's a funny old yeah. game but um, yeah, but you know I mean no yeah I was 35 I think I was 35 and um, yeah to play 40 games in the championship was, yeah. yeah it was good to get back in it and we were unlucky, don't you think? Looking back at it, I mean, I've often looked back to oh, yeah. there's, there's certain games. I mean, the Sheffield Wednesday one was a was the bloke was miles offside. And then do you remember the one at Bolton? We played away at Bolton, and they scored in the last minute. And the bloke went down the wing, and he he got to the the goal line, as it were. And he was way over the goal line before he put the ball yeah. across, and he headed it in. And you know, you look oh. back on things, and then Schmeichel um, scoring a goal. And, oh. Last yeah. minute, Leicester. <clears throat> I mean, those those sort of so close and yet so far, really, weren't they? Yeah, and there wasn't many games we get outplayed or outclassed. No, I mean, it's not as though we were getting hammered six nil or five nil every bloody week, no, because really no. we weren't, were we? Yeah, was... we just and um, games just key moments in games, like any that's mm. football. When it key moments in games, take your chances and yeah. they dominate a lot of games and then don't win them, uh, rather drew or lost. So. We didn't have enough firepower, I don't think, that season. Whereas the year before, with hates and um, party and stuff. So yeah. Well, I remember Gary. I've said this before to some other players, but um, we played at Watford, if you remember, and we won two or three nil. I think it was. Um, Ishmael Miller scored. Who else scored? Uh, Joe Edwards scored, and somebody else. I can't remember who. Was, uh, oh, yeah, Byron. Right. Byron. Yeah, Webster. Byron Webster. Um, we were coming off, and Gary said, "You know," he said. Uh, if they would go and spend, give me five hundred thousand there to spend, he said yeah. um, we could stay up. That was at Christmas, I think, from memory, somewhere around Christmas time. Um, as we know, they didn't. But it was a straight gamble, really. I suppose you know five five hundred thousand there, potential yeah. five million at the end of the time. But I know, I know. For whatever reason, I suppose you know. Who are we to yeah, question squad, whether it was? Right then. I mean, look at the players within, and the team then, like. Um, myself, Joe Edwards, Paddy Madden, yeah. um, Hates, Byron Webster, Joe Edwards, yeah. um, Ed Upson, uh, Sam Ford, all went on to play championship call. Mm. So it was a great squad. Pity they Kate didn't take the chance, really, but there we go, it never happened. Yeah, I know they could have, yeah. And of course, it's been sort of downwards almost all the way now until till now. Really, we've just sort of stabilised a bit now. And you know, if, if football gets going again, we've got a chance of going up. I would have thought, but uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a funny old yeah, game, it isn't it? Been, yeah, it's amazing how quickly it changes. Mm, definitely. Um, uh, I mean, I still follow the results all the time, and obviously, Skev was there. I know Sally's doing a good job there, so mm. I'm always watching the results, and hopefully, 
get back up this year and uh, back into the league would be nice yeah, yeah it'd be um, great so what prompted you heart, to go to what prompted you to go to um, Corella Blasters yeah well uh, again I had opportunities when I left I could have went back to Scotland in fact I'd agreed to sign at Kilmarnock I went up there for a week uh-huh. um, I'd look about and um, Alan Johnson off the sign me so I was about to sign it at Kilmarnock um, in Scotland um, and David James phoned me I was up in Scotland on the Sunday night just about to sign on the Monday David James phoned me saying look I'm going to India as player manager and I want you to come as player coach so I phoned the wife because I was going to travel I, I was going to allowed to come back uh, two or three days a week when I was going to Kilmarnock because we're going to be still based in, in Bristol I was going to fly back and forth Alan Johnson was going to let me commute um, and I phoned the wife on a Sunday night and said, look, Dave, I'm not going to Scotland anymore, so I'll, I'll be going back. to India. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to India for the next four months, is that all right? <laughs> I bet that went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? It, it did, yeah, it did. Because <laughs> at that time, the twins had just been, what, I think a year old, the twins, um, so we had four kids. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing like uh, ducking your responsibilities, I'm going to uh, India, cheerio. No, I looked after them, I, I, I got a mum down, um, my mum came down and stayed for the four months I was in India yeah. and stuff and actually my mum and the kids came out to India for two weeks so so was it was it a worthwhile experience going to India it was an incredible experience and one like I'm so so glad I took um, it was the first season it was the inaugural season of the Super League um, and some of the players every every, every club had like a um like a star player what, what I'm looking for like a, a marquee player mm-hmm. um, David James was ours um, and then you'd like Del Piero Matarazzi um, Nesta um, Anelka Trezeguet I mean <laughs> it was unbelievable um, the players you were playing against mm. and for me it was my first real coaching job because um, I'd done my license my be licensed that with JMO so JMO mm. obviously played with JMO at Bristol City for two years and he wanted me to go as player coach um, so JMO wanted to be a manager so he, he brought myself and uh, Trevor Morgan to be to be coaches so I've done a lot of coaching um, um, and we played it was 14 games there was 8 teams in the league and we got to the final that year which was an unbelievable achievement again um, we lost in the final 1-0 to the last minute goal um, to Garcia's team but the experience in India I'd always wanted to play abroad um, but what was amazing was the people the players like how hard they worked and how honest and how much they wanted to learn um, was incredible and how they treated us coming over to their country and how lovely they were and then how big it was in India it was, it was huge like when we go out to, to malls to go shopping or whatever there was like 40, 50 fans following us we had security we had, oh, it, was, it was unbelievable it was an incredible experience yeah so you came back from India and you went to Exeter then yeah so before I went to India yeah um, I spoke with Paul Tisdale Tis um, was manager at Exeter then they wanted to sign me before I went they actually wanted to sign me for a couple of games before I went and then take me when I came back but couldn't do it um, so when I came back he said to me look as soon as you come back let me know came back and he, I phoned him and he says yeah so I think like two weeks later I ended up signing away, away Exeter then 
And um, just a year at Exeter, was it, or a season? No, I played uh, 18 months, so I signed that January. Um, played the end of the season, and signed another year. Um, played another year with Exeter. So that 18 months was... Really enjoyed that time as well. Had a lot of experience in the dressing room with some some big players: Danny Butterfield, Clinton Morrison, uh, Matt Oakley, Ryan Harley, David Noble, um, Danny Butterfield. Danny Butterfield. Let's say about Danny Butterfield. Yeah. Yeah, you said him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so, I mean, Exeter was eighteen months. Fine. Um, yeah. At the end of the time, did you did you sort of consciously say, right, that's it? Or was it the offer of going to Bristol City or going back to Bristol City or what? How did it all kind of pan out? Yeah, no, I wasn't planning on retiring then. Um, I, I was 38 at the end of that season. Um, and in my head, I'd always wanted to play it. I was 40. Um, so I wanted to play for another two years at least. And uh, John phoned me up and said, look, there's an opportunity came up um, to get you in as a coach here at Bristol City if you want to come in and have a chat. So when I had, had, had the chat, came away and it was something that uh, it was a tough decision to make because I wanted to keep playing but the opportunity to go in as under 23's manager at Bristol City was was just too good to turn down really mm. I'd have been pretty selfish if I stayed playing for the next two years at League 2 League 1 level at League 2 level um, so for the benefit of my family and the best decision for my family and me was the longevity of being a coach over the next two years of playing I could play probably 50 games in League 2 which would have been great but to go into coaching at such a level and to be back at Bristol City as a coach mm. a club I love and to get back in working on a, like a good friend of mine Lee Johnson who was manager of the club and the ambition and um, the owner and, and the manager and the vision they had for the club I wanted to be part of it so it was just too good to turn down really I remember at the time, though, there were some rumours flying around that, that Yeovil were interested or might have been interested. I mean, was there any truth in that? Uh, as manager? manager. Hmm. Yeah, there was a few. Yeah, yeah, I had a phone call, yeah. Hmm. But obviously Bristol City is bigger than Yeovil, so that was obviously swung the balance, then, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't that time. It was at a different time. It was actually when I, after a year or so at Bristol City, Oh right, yeah. Um, that, yeah. that happened. Um but yeah, it was just um obviously I went as twenty three as manager and the first eight months I loved it being manager of twenty three is such a good group of players. Um working with some of the best talent in the country, Lloyd Kelly for example, Joe Morell. Um but then got promoted to um assistant head coach after eight months. So in the March, um Paul John Pemberton Pemble left in the March and the gaffer brought me up to help him and Dean for the last 10 games of the season which was incredible and then I got that made permanent in the summer so after a year going at Bristol City I then became a joint assistant head coach so so the question I suppose to finish the uh, finish the chat off with really Macker is can you do it this year can you get him up into the Premier League yes I think we can um, we've got the squad that I think can challenge and the next nine games when we play them uh, it's going to be interesting I think it's going to be behind closed doors mm. um, so we're trying to prepare as best we possibly can now so that when it starts we hit the ground running so make sure the boys are physically and mentally ready for that uh, tactically they'll be ready when we go back in and then 
obviously just brush up on the technical technical when we get back. So yeah, um, yes, a great challenge for us. We've put ourselves in a great position. Um, so yes, who plays the best football in the next nine games? Who wins the most games? And then hopefully it'll be twelve games, and we win the twelfth game. I was going to say, it's presumably it's going to have to be via the playoffs. I presume. I can't imagine that Leeds and West Brom are going to suddenly collapse from up there. Can you? Yeah, well, you never know, but no, I think it's um, unlikely. But hmm. we want to win as many games as possible in the next nine, twelve, hopefully, and to go and get in the top six and, and, and get get promoted to the Premier League. Well, all I can do is wish you all the best. Hope you uh, achieve your intentions, and um, it'd be great to see Bristol City in the first in the uh, Premier League. That's for sure. So, thanks for joining us, Smacko. It's been great, mate. Thank you very, very much. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you. Well, that was me in conversation with Jamie McAllister, and what a pleasure it was too to catch up with the Scotsman. So that's it for this week. Uh, join us again next week, uh, same time, same station, Three Valleys Radio, and uh, we'll have another guest for you. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it'll be somebody interesting. I guarantee you that. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. It's a beautiful day